Hey hikers, welcome to the Thruer Podcast, where we talk to new and experienced long distance or through hikers about their adventures on and off trail. I'm your host, Cheer. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Thruer Podcast. Today, we are catching up with the 2023 trail team. Our hikers are hiking in the U.S. internationally, and we love following along with them and hope you do too. Before this trail update, we'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode, Sawyer. Sawyer believes in products with purpose, and they create great products for the outdoor enthusiast, and they also have purpose behind what they do. So as far as their products, they make really great water filtration systems. I have used their Sawyer Squeeze for years and also their bug repellent. So their Pickardin, their Permethrin is really, really great, very effective. And I'm definitely going to be using these products as I hike the Appalachian Trail this year. And aside from their wonderful products, Sawyer believes in clean water for all, and they have an initiative with 140 charity partners to transform and help communities. They help with disaster relief and also with refugee camps. And if you'd like to donate to the Sawyer Foundation and or check out their great products, you can do so at their website. It's www.sawyer.com, and we have that linked in the show notes for you. All right, let's get to it. Enjoy this update directly from Trail. Hey everyone, it's Cheer checking in from the Appalachian Trail. And this is going to cover week 17 and 18. So this spans from Vermont to New Hampshire. (laughs) But I'll go over the whole border crossing and everything. So week 17 was from Manchester Center, Vermont to Hanover, New Hampshire. So going in, hiking into Manchester Center, I actually met somebody on our thruer trail team. She's been on our trail team for a couple years now, Stitch. So um, we've been kind of keeping track of each other on Instagram, um, just because we're connected, we're friends, and she's hiking southbound on the AT. And so we were like, oh my gosh, hopefully we can meet, like hopefully the stars will align. And so I figured we kind of like nailed down kind of a point on trail where we would probably see each other. And um, I ended up meeting her on trail. So right probably like three miles before getting into town, we saw each other (laughs) and it was so great. We probably talked with each other for like an hour, an hour and a half on trail. It was just so amazing to meet her in person. I've done some podcast episodes with her and that sort of thing. So it's just, it's, it hits different when you meet people in person. (laughs) So it was really great to meet her in person and just talk about all the things related to hiking and all of that. So that was wonderful. And going into Manchester Center, I hitchhiked with um, another hiker, Curious George. He was um, waiting for a hitch and I came over behind him and um, hitched with him. And these two lovely women picked us up after about five minutes, Maggie and Dorothy, a mother-daughter team. (laughs) They were on a little um, vacation from New York and I think they were canoeing, um, and they picked us up. So they were so lovely. They dropped off Curious George first because he was in, um, a hotel prior to getting into Manchester center. And then they took me all the way into town and they treated me to Ben and Jerry's ice cream. I asked, I 
kind of said, hey, I should treat you guys because you drove me in, but they insisted. So it was very sweet. And um, we just talked, had our ice cream, and they wanted to know all about, um, you know, female solo hiking and through hiking the AT and the CDT and the PCT. So it was really lovely to talk to them. We were probably there for about a half an hour. And then they had to be on their way because they were traveling back home. Um, and yeah, so, uh, I did a quick resupply in town since I was there and then I stayed at the green mountain hostel. And so they do free shuttles to and from town. And so after I did resupply, they came and picked all of us hikers up. (laughs) A lot of us were there doing resupply and eating in town. There's McDonald's and so many places to eat. So picked us up and the, the hostel itself was really great. They, for hikers, um, offer a, a Ben and Jerry's pint. They have a whole freezer in the hostel for $1. And then I think it's pretty cheap after that too. If you want more, I just got one. I did the fish food, which is my favorite flavor and they have a vegan version. So I went for the vegan. Uh, so amazing. <laughs> So yeah, it was a great stay. They have everything totally handled so well. Uh, Very comfortable bunk rooms. And they also sat us all down, which I really appreciate, to talk to us about the whites. Um, They said, you know, you should start thinking about it. You should start, um, you know, getting your maybe colder weather gear. It's about 10 degrees cooler than where it is here up in the whites. So they just were kind of giving, giving us some insight and they gave us a whole list of phone numbers of hostels in the area, trail angels in the area that will help us out. So it was really great prep for the whites and it got my um, blood pumping a little bit too. <laughs> so highly recommend the Green Mountain Hostel if um, you're going through Manchester Center. And then early in the morning, they, uh, I think about nine, we all as a group kind of decided when we wanted to go back to trail. I think they dropped us off about eight or nine. And um, so after dropping us off, uh, I started hiking. Great weather, beautiful views. Um, still in the green tunnel, but there were quite a few. I like stopped for lunch and had a view. There was a ski area with a view that we hiked to the top of. So yeah, the section actually had pretty darn good views and for the most part, the weather was good. (laughs) But, um, one day there was this crazy storm and I was just, you know, hiking along, hiking through it, whatever. Um, but it just lasted for a long time and it was just like nonstop heavy, heavy rain. And I didn't know this, but there was flood warnings in the area outside of a place called Rutland, which I was not planning to go into, even though I wanted to visit the Yellow Deli. (laughs) It's one of the places people go. Um, Apparently it's a cult, but I wanted to kind of check it out. But anyway, I decided not to go in. However, during this flash flood warning, which I didn't really know about, I was hiking along the, um, the lightning and the thunder was getting kind of scary. I actually screamed a couple times <laughs> as I was hiking because it was so incredibly loud and right over me. But I just kept hiking and I had like about three or four miles at that point to get to camp where I wanted to camp. So I crossed this main road that you could hitchhike or get a ride into Rutland. I crossed it. And after I crossed the road, the whole trail 
it was kind of a flat area. The whole trail was flooded. And I was like, at that point, I felt uneasy. I always have to listen to my gut, but I, sometimes I don't. I'm like, okay, let's just walk a little further and see what's going on with this. So I walked a little further and still uneasy. And there was this like stream crossing that wasn't even labeled on the far out app that all of us use to navigate or most of us use to navigate. And so there was this like random stream crossing that was rushing and it like, I couldn't see the bottom there. There was just water everywhere. And I was like, okay, this is a little chaotic, but I'm just going to step in and see how deep this is to see if I want to cross this. And I, I did stepped in and it was just below my knee. And I was a little bit like, all right, my, the tread on my shoes are pretty much non-existent. So if I fall, I could hurt myself and there's nobody out here at this point. Um, and I knew that there were a lot of people going into town. Um, the hikers that I saw earlier, were, you know, not liking the rain and saying, okay, we're going to go back into town. A lot of slack packing going on. So I knew there were a lot of hikers going into town. And one of them, luckily I had service on my phone, um, went to a trail angel's house. And so I ended up texting her just to see if there was any room. And she texted back right away and said, oh yeah, let me give you her phone number. And so I called her and, um, she did have room and she said, okay, you know, like I can pick you up whenever you need. And I said, well, I can be to the road in like 10 to 15 minutes if that works. And she said, sure. So, um, I got a ride. (laughs) I went back to the road and got a ride into town to wait out that storm because it was supposed to last for like three more hours. And I was like, all right, this stream crossing is a little sketchy. Like I could probably do it. No problem. But I'm just, there's nobody else out here. It's getting kind of dark. And, um, I just didn't want to risk it. I didn't want to risk injury or worse. So, I'm glad I made the decision I did because I had a dry place to sleep, a mattress, um, and I got to hang out with some hikers too. So um, anyway, glad I did that. I I wanted to be safe about the river crossings and just the fact that I'm hiking solo. I don't really want to do any crossings that make me nervous if I can help it. (laughs) So I'm glad I made that call especially since the next morning I went back out, you know, early to hike. I think I started about 7am and that stream crossing was just literally a rock hop. (laughs) And about a minute after that, there was a bigger stream that I would have had to cross the previous night. So um, I'm glad, I'm glad I made the decision I did just because I didn't know what was ahead and there were more stream crossings ahead that I would have had to deal with. So anyway, better safe than sorry, I think. (laughs) Um, And speaking of my old shoes, it kind of made hiking in this section a little bit difficult just because it was a little slippery, uh, especially after that storm on the rocks and that sort of thing in the mud. So I had to kind of hike diligently and put a little bit more weight on my heel because that's where all the tread was left. There was no tread anywhere else. So I had to keep that in mind. Um, So yeah, also in this section, really exciting, there was a border crossing. So crossing into New Hampshire. Unfortunately, that, that point was on a bridge. 
and there was road construction going on. So I couldn't even see like the insignia of Vermont, New Hampshire, but I just crossed the river and took a couple videos and pictures and that sort of thing. (laughs) But, um, otherwise I didn't get like the official photo because they were doing construction. Um, and that was when I went into Hanover, which is where Dartmouth, the Ivy League college is. And so everything in that town was very nice, (laughs) very college centric, Ivy League centric. And so I decided to take a zero there um, just because there are so many amenities. And right when I got in, it was raining. And so I popped into the Dartmouth Outing Center, which is a place where through hikers can go to um, just refill their water, use the restroom and um, figure out their gear, leave their pack if they want, if they're just popping in and out, um, doing resupply and all that. So I popped in there and it was like so fancy and there I was like hiker, my hiker trash self (laughs) going down to, it's kind of in like the basement area where hikers can hang out on a couple of the chairs and um, you can charge your devices and stuff. So I was like, I have to have this experience. So I went down down there and reorganized my gear, dried off a bit just because it was raining. And I ended up getting an Airbnb a little bit out of town, about a mile out of town. And um, I couldn't check in until later. So I went over to a coffee shop. I love hanging out in coffee shops in town. (laughs) That's like my thing. So I went to a coffee shop and um, just ate lunch and then headed over. I checked out the um, resupply situation on the way and headed over to the Airbnb. And so I had a really lovely time in Hanover. Um, it's, I'm kind of bougie outside of um, hiking. <laughs> that's another part of me that's completely opposite of, oh, I'm in my tent and it's kind of like raining. So sorry about that. Um, but I'm kind of bougie in my normal life. <laughs> um, so there's like the hike your trash side of me and then the bougier side of me. And so I really enjoyed Hanover because it was kind of fancier. I went to like cafes and got um, coffee and croissants and I just kind of lived the high life for a bit (laughs) and did all my chores of course too at the Airbnb. Um, But yeah that's uh, pretty much it for week 17 and I'll just kind of segue into week 18. So I did end up getting my cold weather gear in Hanover. So the main things were I switched out my poncho, which I had been using for more airflow and that sort of thing um, during the summer months or the hotter months. And so I switched back to a rain jacket, which I got a new one from RAI and North Face and um, my rain pants. So I got those back. And then my 10 degree quilt, I also got back. I'd been using a Sierra Designs 40 degree quilt that I got from Amazon on Amazon. (laughs) Um, I think it was like 150 bucks or something. And so those are the main things that I switched out. And then I got new shoes. So finally, a new tread. So these shoes are going to take me, hopefully, (laughs) to Katahdin to the end. So yeah, I was really excited about all my stuff that I got. Um, And the terrain hiking out of Hanover. And oh, I think I forgot to say this. This stretch, week 18, is from Hanover to Lincoln, New Hampshire. So this stretch 
was getting steep. So I started to see things like um, metal, almost like metal steps in the rock when it gets steep and that sort of thing. And ladders, (laughs) wooden ladders, steps in like wooden steps as well in the rock just to help with, um, there's this terrain in New Hampshire is a little different than, um, what I was experiencing prior, like in Vermont and South of there. There's a lot of big rock slabs that get slippery when it rains and when it's wet. So, uh, trail crews have aided us (laughs) with steps and ladders and that sort of thing. So, um, started to see more of those, excuse me. And so yeah, getting steep. And then I waltzed into hikers welcome hostel, which is the hostel you can go to right before the whites. So it's right off of the trail. And there are people there who um, are through hikers themselves or have done the AT and know a lot about the whites. So I was really excited to talk to people there, especially um, Legion really, really helped me out. He made me feel a lot better about the whites. So he gave me a lot of insight. And the hostel itself is really great. They have a couple bunk areas and shower, all that good stuff. Laundry. <laughs> they shuttle, they can shuttle you to a local like gas station, but it's really well stocked for resupply. And then they have their own resupply in house. So it was great. I just resupplied there. And um, yeah, so highly recommend Hikers Welcome Hostel. And after that, I did my first white mountain peak, which was Mount Musilaki. And so luckily I had a really beautiful day, great weather window. And, um, it was, it was steep getting up, but actually going down was a lot tougher. And this is when I was talking to Legion at the hikers welcome hostel, he gave me like his top five most, how should I say this? I guess just most difficult sections of the whites and Mount Musilaki, the descent in particular was one of them. So, um, going up, it was actually pretty manageable. Lots of tourists up there, beautiful day. And, um, I was sitting up at the top and, um, there was a, a volunteer who was getting rid of, um, invasive species <laughs> and he was kind of working near me and uh, we were talking and he was like, this is extremely rare to have a view like this on this mountain. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I feel so lucky. And he pointed out Mount Washington so I could just see everything. Um, so that was so lovely. And then on the way down, uh, it took me a very long time, <laughs> which I was expecting. So I actually kind of enjoyed the descent, even though my knees really hurt after. Um, but I just knew to take my time and I wasn't really rushing necessarily just because I, I had plenty of time before it was going to get dark. And at the bottom, there was epic trail magic. (laughs) And I saw a couple of um, hikers that I'd seen before. And they were actually going into um, North Woodstock to the old colony ski lodge. And I, I was planning on doing eight more miles that day, but it was getting late. And I was really tired from the descent of Mount Musilaki. So I decided to go with them. So I ended up staying at Old Colony Ski Lodge that night and I highly recommend staying there. It's kind of near Lincoln. 
Um, it's actually just, uh, let me see. It's just a mile outside of Lincoln. So it's, it's its own town itself, but it's also close to a bigger town. So I ended up going in there and it's really great because your first night staying there, since it's like a ski lodge for members, the first night you stay there, you pay 50 bucks and then you become a member. And then every night after that is 20, I think it's, it was $25 every night, night after that. So what I ended up doing since I had such a great time there and a lot of my hiker friends ended up being there. So we had like a hiker family dinner (laughs) that we made. I brought dessert and wine and, um, some of the hikers made pasta. And so we all kind of contributed, but it was really fun. Um, so what ended up happening in the next couple of days is I ended up slack packing the next peak kinsman. There are multiple peaks. Um, I did that the next day and that was, um, I've never slack packed before. And since this was just a good opportunity and I was going to stay there another night anyway, I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. And I just, um, left everything like my sleeping bag and that sort of thing at the hostel. And I, um, just lightly packed my pack with like the food I needed for that day and all that. So slack packed kinsmen and for the slack pack, it was about 17 miles. And to do 17 miles in the whites is kind of a lot. Um, everybody says like, oh, half the mileage you're doing, that's what you're going to do every day in the whites. So for me, that would be about maybe 10 miles a day or so, <laughs> maybe a little more, but this was like a doozy. And so the ascent up Kinsman was extremely crazy. Like I was crawling, I was hoisting myself up on trees. I was getting handholds like you would during like bouldering or climbing. Um, so I was really glad I slack packed it because <laughs> it was quite, the ascent in particular was quite difficult. And it started to rain when I was at the top. So luckily I got some views, but then it clouded over. And then it started raining. So everything was very slick going down and it was a long descent. And by the end of the day, I was just dead. I didn't make it down until like 8 PM. Um, but luckily it was in time to catch, um, the little shuttle back, um, cause they pick you up and support you during your slack pack from the old colony ski lodge. So I just caught her <laughs> cause she was picking someone else up too, but I was probably the last person out that night um just because I was really dragging there were some worthy river crossings too um the deepest I've had on this trail actually there were a couple right at the end and um yeah so that really uh kicked my butt honestly and so the next day I decided to take a zero (laughs) and um that allowed me time to go explore Lincoln and get some ice cream and resupply and just relax because I, my knees were really hurting at that point And I just was like dead after <laughs> doing 17 miles in the whites. So I was very thankful to take a zero and, um, yeah, the next week will be totally whites, white centric. So, um, I will fill you guys in soon on week 19. See you guys later.
that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed this update directly from Trail today. If you'd like to follow along with the rest of the Trail team, you can check out our Instagram. All of them update on there using the Through Trail Team hashtag. And you can also check out our landing page. And the link to that is in the show notes. We'd like to thank Sawyer again for sponsoring this podcast. We love their products, their permethrin, their Pickerton sunscreen, water filtration, and we also love that they make products with purpose. So they believe in clean water for all, and we love their initiatives and their dedication to making the world a better place. You can check out their wonderful products and you can also donate to the Sawyer Foundation by going to their website. It's www.sawyer.com and we have that link in the show notes for you. If you'd like to get involved with the Thruer community, it's a long distance hiking community, you can check out our website. It's www.thruer.com. That's www.thru-r.com. We have the link in the show notes for you as well. And on our website, we have so many things, including our private member area where you can apply to get access. It's all free for you. We have a link to all of our socials, YouTube, Instagram, etc. And we have our event list and so much more for you. So hope to see you on there. And we also hope that you enjoyed this update today. You can keep up with our 2023 trail team by subscribing to this podcast and checking out all of the updates on Instagram. So stay tuned and thank you so much for listening until next time. Happy hiking. Happy hiking.